Good morning, and thanks for joining me for Rise and Crime, your morning caffeine hit all about crime. I'm Mama Jules, and I've got just one question today. What's up, Utah? We have some bizarre cases out of Utah recently, and I feel like the whole state needs to just take a breather. So the latest installment of Women Wound Too Tight comes to us from Ruby Frank, the former YouTube creator of the Eight Passengers channel. Now, she was arrested on Wednesday and charged with felony child abuse after spending years making money off the idea she was the perfect mother. So how do we get here? Okay, let's start by explaining the family. Ruby is married to Kevin, and it's been reported that he worked for Brigham Young University as an assistant professor of civil engineering. However, it appears he left that job in 2019, and then he began working as the chief technology officer for Geo Institute of ASCE. So that's a company that provides geotechnical engineering services. So think of like an engineer who um, figures out how to use the earth to make like a dam or a canal. So I need to be completely transparent here. Kevin's work situation has been reported in multiple ways. Some say he's still at BYU, but some say he left in 2020 and not 2019. And I will say that it appears that Kevin's name has been scrubbed from all the BYU websites. And when that happened, it's just not clear. But I do believe it's been a bit since he's been working there. I'm judging that based upon all of the collective sources that I checked. All right, now Kevin and Ruby married in 2003. That's the same year that Kevin graduated from Utah State University. In fact, they they both attended Utah State University, and then they began their family quickly after marrying that year. And then just one year later, Shari was born. So she was followed by Chad, then Abby, then Julie, then Russell, and then finally Eve, and she was born in 2014. So in a 10-year span... They had six kids. And to lots of you, I'm sure that seems extreme. Well, that's why it was so intriguing to viewers when the Franks started a YouTube channel called Eight Passengers in 2015. See, the sometimes unique and quite honestly bizarre challenges that a family of eight have to encounter, well, that made for interesting viewing. It was so interesting that they amassed 2.4 million subscribers. And the content was... Just downright wholesome at first. Ruby would share advice on homeschooling or budgeting. Uh, Sometimes they were organizing videos or maybe she was showing like a recipe or cleaning. It was a very family-oriented YouTube channel at first. And then along with, you know, what it takes for a family of eight to travel, like they would do videos of getting ready for the day's activities or what it's like to get everybody to a restaurant. And in 2018, the channel won the Shorty Award for the Best YouTube Family. And then in 2019, the Streamy Awards crowned them the Best Family Channel. And viewers, they were truly enchanted. Up until about five years into the channel, when people started to question the parenting strategies of Ruby and Kevin. Kate all seemed to come to a head when Ruby told viewers in July of 2019 that she had taken away Chad, remember Chad's their second child, she had taken away Chad's bedroom door as a punishment for his bad behavior. They then eventually took away his entire bedroom altogether. 
See, Chad was 14 years old at this time, and he'd been teasing his brother. Like one of the times, he promised him the family was headed to Disneyland and that he needed to pack a bag. So, of course, his little brother, Russell, obviously believed him, and he packed a bag and then was, you know, terribly disappointed when he was told they weren't going to Disneyland. Right. Well, it seems Ruby also felt that Chad was being disrespectful to her. She not only took his bedroom door and then eventually his bedroom, but she also locked him out of the house for several hours until he apologized to her. And she's videoing all of this. Okay. It seems she shared these things to help others understand parenting challenges. But I'm going to tell you the sharing just keeps going on and she's not recognizing Maybe some red flags are going up here. Okay, in October of 2019, Ruby shared that she had left their third child, Abby, alone at home while she went on vacation with Kevin to Hawaii. All right, see the other kids? They were being watched somewhere else. And Abby, who was left alone, well, she was born in April of 2007. So she was 12 years old at that time. And I know, I mean, if you're listening on podcast right now, you can't see my shocked face, but I am baffled that a mother would even consider this. Well, Ruby went on to defend her decision in a video by saying she had hired someone to check on Abby once a day. You guys, once a day? How generous and caring of you, Ruby. Your daughter is 12. All right, then in December of that same year of 2019, Ruby told viewers that she was going to send 14-year-old Chad to a wilderness therapy program in Idaho. Okay, that program was three months long, and Chad was apparently unaware that his parents had made this decision. She told viewers that Chad was struggling with anger and depression and that she wanted to help him. Okay, one month later, in January of 2020, Ruby uploaded a video titled, We Are Not Perfect Parents. In that video, she apologizes for some of her actions, but says she was just trying to do what was best for her family. All right, then in June of 2020, Ruby uploads another video. This one is titled, We Are Taking a Break. She told viewers they would not be creating content for a while because the family was struggling with the negative comments they were receiving. She told viewers that they needed time to heal and reconnect as a family. And it seems that maybe this break, this break of making content, well, possibly it was spurred by a video that her son Chad was featured in where he told viewers that he had been sleeping on a beanbag for seven months. Yeah, seven months. Okay, here's the story that seems to explain him sleeping on the beanbag. Okay, apparently Chad's bad behavior had encouraged Ruby and Kevin to discipline him by not allowing him to sleep in his room. Kate, Ruby defended their decision by saying Chad had options, that he could sleep on a blow-up mattress or on the floor or even the beanbag. And she deflected the decision to Chad, saying he had the option and he was the one who chose the beanbag. Now, the video revealing the beanbag sleeping was meant to kind of be like celebratory, kind of like, hey, see how good I did? I finally learned my lesson after seven months. But viewers did not receive it that way. And I'm going to add my own thoughts here. If Chad is being mean to his little brother and the two are are sharing a room for just a short amount of time while Chad's real bedroom is being remodeled, 
Okay, I can kind of understand the removal of Chad from that bedroom. Separate the two kids, give them a little space, and let Chad choose where he's going to sleep. Okay, but as a mother, I would say, let's get Chad's bedroom remodeled as quickly as possible. Let's get Chad back in his familiar element where he might be able to maybe take it like a quiet break from his five siblings or possibly go into his bedroom when he needs to, you know, check his behavior. But it appears that wasn't how it worked. The bedroom remodel was completed and Chad wasn't actually given the option to have his room or bed back until his behavior changed. So they lumped all of his behavior into one punishment of making him sleep somewhere besides his own bed. Okay, not letting him bother his kid brother by keeping them apart. Okay, that makes sense. But not giving your kid a bed because he got in trouble at school? That's a stretch for me. Those two things aren't even related. Okay, around this same time, viewers started to accuse Ruby of starving her children. Okay, in one particular video, Ruby shared that Eve, their six-year-old, had forgotten her lunch. And Ruby told viewers that she had received a call from Eve's teacher saying that she was uncomfortable with Eve going hungry. Okay, Ruby said she told the teacher that Eve was responsible for making her own lunches in the morning. So the natural outcome of forgetting her lunch was that she should go hungry. Ruby also told viewers that she hoped that no one would give Ruby food because she needed to be taught a lesson. Okay, in case you didn't hear just a few minutes ago, this little girl is six. It's first grade and she's going hungry. Well, Kevin and Ruby, they defended the video to Insider by saying that the drive to the school was 45 minutes and that Eve would be home soon enough. And in the Insider interview, Ruby said that her heart broke for Eve. She said she told Eve that she was uncomfortable with her. Her exact quote is this. I know I'm going to be uncomfortable alongside you because I know you were capable of packing your own lunch and picking it up off the front door rug and taking it with you when you get in the car. I, okay, I know I totally said that like in a such a bad tone, but that's how it sounded to me when I actually read the exact quote so demeaning to this little six-year-old girl. Okay, Kevin, he also defends the action. By saying that when Eve got home, she had a wonderful snack and that she had learned her lesson and had never forgotten her lunch again. He also said they were trying to teach six-year-old Ruby to be a master of herself and not be dependent on others to take care of them. All right. Okay. So many problems there, but let's just move on. There's other videos throughout the years of the channel where it also referenced withholding food from the kids as a punishment. Okay. Remember, all of this heat that's coming down on the family, well, this is happening during COVID and the shutdown, so June of 2020. And this was also the great toilet paper shortage of 2020. So I could talk about this one for a bit because I just have a question, how? How does a family of eight not have extra toilet paper on the storage room shelves? And it makes more sense when I explain it to you. Okay, for those of you who don't know, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints are known for having extra food and supplies in their basement storage rooms. It's just kind of iconic if you belong to that religion. And Kevin and Ruby's house was not small. There are six bathrooms for heaven's sake. There is definitely a storage area in that home. Yet the couple 
who was preaching self-reliance and telling their six-year-old that she shouldn't have to rely on anyone, well, they ran out of toilet paper for their family of eight. All right, so in one of their videos, Ruby told viewers that her primary bathroom that's located within the primary bedroom was off limits to the kids. In their home, the primary bathroom has a bidet. Well, when you don't have toilet paper, a bidet could come in handy. Like I said, the kids aren't allowed in the primary bathroom, but Ruby goes on in this video and she celebrates that she told the kids that if they would do extra chores around the house, they would earn the ability to use her bathroom and the bidet. So, so very generous of her as a mother. Okay, look, I don't have three hours to present you all the ways this family life seemed abusive, but Ruby did other disciplinary actions like threatening to cut off the head of one of the children's teddy bears, or she also threatened to take away Christmas presents from the kids that they had received from others. And then you can also see her verbally shaming the kids in videos while she disciplines them, and then she shares them with all the world. All right, now I always try to present both sides here on Rise in Crime. And even though as a mother... I'm incredibly annoyed by the way these kids were treated in these videos. I know you can tell. I, I've had a hard time not showing passion in this video. I need to also share that Kevin had somewhat of a valid point. Okay, so hear me out. He told Insider that the negative comments and videos about their parenting style were rather ironic. He said that so many of those individuals were coming at the family intending to do them harm by accusing them of exploiting their children for money. But then he pointed out that by posting the negative videos about their family, those content creators are also using his family for their personal gain. So Kevin, I'm going to honor that opinion. Here at Rise and Crime, I chose not to share any of the videos that Ruby and Kevin created on their YouTube channel, Eight Passengers. I agree with him. These kids have had enough. All right, but one, I guess, positive thing that came out of the negative videos is that Child Protective Services started to keep the family on their radar. Now, CPS did visit the family home in 2020, but they deemed that there was not enough evidence found for the case to remain active. And then, in the act of foreshadowing, during the interview with Insider, Kevin said that the kids were healthy and well. He said they even pray for their enemies. He also said that Chad was in a wonderful place and that he had new friends and he was holding high standards and high boundaries. He then said, he's definitely not chained in our basement. Okay, I want you to just tuck that nugget away while I keep telling you this horrific story. Eventually, the outside pressure seemed to lead Ruby and Kevin to no longer post on the channel. And in August of 2020, Ruby pairs up with another woman, Jody Hildebrand. Okay, so remember how Ruby didn't like the company her son was keeping? Well, maybe she should have heeded her own advice and questioned the partnership between her and Jody. Because, see, Jody had been embroiled in a controversy back in 2012. She is a licensed therapist, but she had disclosed her patient's porn addictions to his church leaders. This was just wrong on several levels. First, she violated the therapist-patient agreement. And then second, this drastically changed this man's life. He was a student at Brigham Young University, 
And the disclosure led to his ejection from the religious university. So his whole college life had to change. Then the man told the Salt Lake Tribune back in 2012 that he had been referred to Jody for marriage counseling and that she had lied to church leaders about his addiction. Jody also hired the man's wife to work in her practice without even recognizing the conflict of interest that would be created by having her employed there. Now, by breaking the privilege, Jody was placed on probation and was required to have her therapy practice be overseen by medical authorities. And Jody, she eventually closed that therapy business and then she opened Connections Classroom. Now, this new business billed itself as a mental health curriculum and counseling service structured around the principles of impeccable honesty, rigorous personal responsibility, and vulnerable humility. Okay, so Ruby, she begins appearing in videos with Jody, and they most recently appeared together a week ago in a video filmed at Jody's home. Okay, this new YouTube channel for Connections That was started last year, and immediately it caused concern for those who had watched the actions of Ruby on eight passengers. In fact, the online disruptors, and I'm going to call them disruptors because I don't actually know what to call them. I don't want to call them trolls because I think they actually, several of them had good intents. So I'm going to call them disruptors just because they were trying to unveil the truth of this channel, okay? So those online disruptors, they felt like the new connections channel was a cult and they were saying the philosophy of, and I'm quoting the channel here, treating children who are lost and stranded in the darkness of distortion. Okay. That's how it's listed on the channel that they are lost and stranded in the darkness of distortion. Well, these online disruptors, they felt like that was too authoritarian and too extreme. And I'll be honest, I might agree with them. The philosophy of calling children distorted does seem extreme. In one Connections video, the two women claim parents should not love their children unconditionally. Then in another video, Ruby tells viewers multiple reasons why they shouldn't listen to their children. She also claimed that children do not deserve privacy. Okay, this leads me to ask, who really has the problem with distortion? Is it kids? Or is it Ruby and Jody? Then on Wednesday of last week, at around 11 in the morning, Ruby's 12-year-old son, Russell, climbed out of the window of Jody's home in southern Utah. He then ran to a neighbor's home and asked for food and water. As the neighbor is trying to help the child, she notices duct tape around Russell's wrists and ankles. It was then that she called police. When the responding officer arrived, he noted that Russell seemed severely malnourished and that he had sustained deep lacerations from being tied up. Okay, you heard me right. He had been tied up. So nice job, Kevin, reaffirming to us in the 2020 interview that your older son wasn't tied up in the basement, but I guess your younger son can be tied up? All right. Russell was taken to the hospital and officers descended on Jody's home. And upon searching the home, officers found 10-year-old Eve, who also appeared to be malnourished. And Jody and Ruby, they were immediately arrested. And Jody did not respond to officers' questions. She instead asked for her lawyer to be contacted. And both women, they went on to be charged with six counts of felony child abuse, and both were denied bail. So, 
we've accounted for two of the six children, even Russell. Okay, remember, they're the two youngest, and they were the ones in Jody's home. The two middle children, Abby and Julie, they were taken into custody from a home in Springville, Utah. Okay, so Springville's about three hours roughly north of Jody's home. And then the two oldest, Shari and Chad, okay, it seems they had severed most of the ties to the immediate family and they're living as independent adults. So the four minor children, they're currently in custody of the state at the time of this recording. And Shari, she's the oldest. She's been vocal since September of 2022 and she addressed rumors about her family. She told her Instagram followers that she was not in contact with her immediate family and she did not support the extreme beliefs of connections. She also asked followers to remember her real family and to not exploit the difficulties that they were experiencing. Now, she was obviously concerned even a year ago about her siblings. All right, when the news broke about the arrest of her mother and Jody, Shari shared a photo from the scene of the arrest, and then she said just one word, finally. She then said this was a big day for her family and that they were glad justice was being served. She also went on to say that they had been trying to tell police for years about the abuse. Now, Ruby has sisters who are content creators, and they also have their own YouTube channels. And Bonnie, one of her sisters, well, she posted a video that has since been removed. But in the video, she stated that her and her sisters, Julie and Ellie, are on the same page about Ruby's arrest. She said the three had tried to help Ruby and her family, saying they had done as much as they could legally. Bonnie said she was numb since the arrest on Wednesday, but that she only cared that her nieces and nephews were safe. She ended the video by saying that the sun rises every day and that the sun sets every day and that you just move forward. And Ellie, she's one of the other sisters, she gave a public statement saying the arrests needed to happen and that they would not be commenting further. Okay, so that leaves us with Kevin, the husband and the father. Where's he? Well, only his lawyer has spoken out with a statement reading that Kevin is only really concerned about keeping his children safe. I interpret that as he's not going to answer any questions about Ruby. And it is unclear if him and Ruby were even still acting as a couple at the time of the arrest. Kevin hadn't been included in any of Ruby's social media posts since February of 2022. Okay, so that's not much about Kevin, and I'm sorry, you guys. I'll keep watching for more information to come out about Kevin, and you might think it's cowardly for Kevin to lay low at this point, but we really haven't heard his story yet, so maybe let's wait until we know more. There might be some explanation behind him not talking. And then what about the YouTube channels? Well, eight passengers had been removed from YouTube months ago. This was following the concerns of extreme parenting in the videos. And then on Friday, YouTube terminated two channels associated with Ruby, one of them being the Connections channel. Okay, let's break down the charges. In Utah, the charge of aggravated child abuse is the most severe charge that can be rendered for suspected child abuse. The definition says that this form of abuse must include starvation, broken bones, head injuries, or suffocation. And Jody and Ruby, they could face up to 15 years in prison, and they can be fined up to $10,000. Now, I'm going to guess, 
those 15 years in prison, that might be for each count. We're just going to have to see as this trial goes forward how much evidence they have and how far they can push this. And then the fine might be for each count of child abuse. So it might be more significant than what it seemed as I was just explaining it. Okay, I truly, with all of my heart, after researching this story, I hope Ruby's sisters are correct. I hope the children will be okay. And I hope they can move on from what seems to be years of extreme parenting. And I'm going to be watching this one for updates. And I'll let you know when I know. All right, let's close out today with this quick story out of Pennsylvania. Okay, at the time of this recording, a manhunt is underway for 34-year-old Danello Cavalcante. Danello, he escaped from Chester County Prison in Pocopson Township on Thursday. That's in Pennsylvania. Okay, his stay at this prison, it was meant to be short-lived since Danello was just recently convicted of killing his ex-girlfriend, Deborah Brandeo. Okay, Danello stabbed Deborah over 30 times in front of her children back in 2021. He had been sentenced to life last month and was waiting to be transferred to the state prison in Pennsylvania. Now, prosecutors had argued during the trial that Danello had killed Deborah because she was going to tell police information about Danello's connection to a murder in Brazil. Okay, here's the backstory. Danello, he's in the United States illegally because he fled Brazil after allegedly killing someone there in 2017. Okay, so he's here illegally. He meets up with Deborah. They date for a while. She calls it off, but she knows dirt on him. He stabs her, and then he's convicted of that, and that's what landed him in prison. But the people in Brazil, the authorities in Brazil, they want him too. Okay, well, he escapes. So following his escape, schools in that area in Pennsylvania, they were put on lockdown. And they were so worried about this that authorities used canine units, drones, and helicopters to search for Danilo, knowing how dangerous he is. Okay, after he escaped, Danilo was spotted in a residential area early Saturday morning. A residential security camera caught Danello walking about a mile and a half from the prison. And he apparently, he hadn't taken steps to really alter his appearance in this security camera footage. He still had his black hair and it was still long and curly. But in the footage, all of a sudden he's obtained a backpack, which lead authorities to believe he's probably robbed somebody or been a thief in some way because all of a sudden he has different stuff with him. Okay, the Chester County District Attorney, Deb Ryan, said in a statement that Danello is considered an extremely dangerous man. She also said that Danello was originally wearing his green prison-issued, like, scrub-type pants, but when he was spotted just a few hours later from when he left the prison, he was walking and he was wearing gray shorts and a white T-shirt and white sneakers. Now, in the security camera video that was caught on Saturday morning, he still has what they think is a white T-shirt on and white sneakers, but he's back in pants. So he's obtained some clothing somehow. All right, Deb Ryan, she also told people that if they see Danello, that they should not approach him. She told CNN that Danello will do anything in his power to remain hidden. She said that he was brazen enough to kill his ex-girlfriend in broad daylight in front of her two children. And then she followed that up with the idea that if he's willing to do that, what's stopping him from doing something more egregious? 
Now, Pennsylvania law enforcement and the U.S. Marshals are offering a $10,000 reward for information leading to the capture of Danello. And investigators do believe he will try to head south, possibly crossing back over the border. Danello is five foot and 120 pounds. So he's very small in stature for a man, which would make him easier to identify. He's fluent in Portuguese and Spanish, and he does speak some broken English. And investigators are asking for all tips to be sent through the local 911 service so that those tips can be handled immediately because of the danger that Danello represents. All right, that's your Monday edition of Rise in Crime. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok, and please subscribe to the YouTube channel. That would be great. We also love the case suggestions here at Rise in Crime, so just drop those by direct message or even in the comments on the YouTube video or on the Instagram posts. You can join me again on Thursday for more morning crime news. I'm Mama Jules, and keep safe out there. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.